did France give that to us anyway? It was a gift. So countries just exchange gifts like that? If they like each other. Okay. What time's your job interview, George? 9.45. Remember, don't whistle on the elevator. Why not? That's what Willie Loman told Biff before his interview in Death of a Salesman. Welcome to Sign Bros. My name is Jacob, and joining me on the line, a man who just finished reading Venetian Blinds and gets all of his suits from Mo Ginsburg, my brother and co-host, Jonah Krause. How you doing, Jonah? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm uh, just excited for our 15th episode of Sign Bros. Like, who would have thought we'd make it this far? I think the over-under was set at, like, seven. Oh, no doubt. Um... Between our lack of uh, comedy, our lack of fans, and uh, the overall lack of interest in the deep cuts, uh, it's amazing that we've gotten this far. Yeah. I mean, I thought uh, it's crazy to think that we've recapped, well, now we've done 28, and this after this one will be done 30 episodes of Seinfeld. It's pretty crazy. So... Sorry, I was a little late to the podcast today. I got tied up like Ava. <laughs> uh, which I actually, heard, I heard brought... that you, uh, I heard that you had eaten a whole pot roast for lunch today. <laughs> yeah, I did that too. It's funny because after after we spoke for an hour and fifty minutes or whatever last time, we get off the <laughs> podcast and you text me after the podcast is over. Oh my God, Ava, isn't that the one from the office that got tied up? And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Isn't this what we're supposed to be doing during the show? <laughs> so is oh George, so do you think George got down with that kind of dominatrix behavior with Ava? <laughs> Perhaps. Yeah. I mean, uh, all that time I spent researching Shakespeare lines, I should have been actually paying attention to the episode. <laughs> <True>. <laughs> well, it's funny because, you know, we talked about Ava's getting tied up in the last episode, potentially by George. And then in the subway of the two episodes we're doing today, the red dot in the subway, George gets his, uh, I guess, a dose of some of that Ava medicine of getting tied up. And we'll talk about oh, yeah. that when we get there. Yeah. Um, so we're going to do, like I said, we're doing the Red Dot and the Subway episodes of Seinfeld. And before we start, actually, we uh, have a new sponsor. Nah. Yeah. So Are you serious? Yeah, I couldn't get the Dream Cafe, obviously, because they went out of business. Right. I reached back out to Skyburger, and uh, there's a no-go there. But uh, I went to... Those bastards. Yeah, so I, I, I thought, what better way to get an advertisement than to think about smut? So I thought the best way, <laughs> the best way, the best advertisement would be to get a little smutty on our episode. Okay, we so we, we split hairs, we get smutty. Yeah, smutty. <laughs> so our new sponsor, it's going to be. I'll read that now. Uh, okay. This episode of Sign Bros is brought to you by 555 Love. If you're looking to get your kicks and there's no copies of Cat in the Hat around to draw peepees and wee-wees in, give them a call. That's 555 Love. They will be pleased to meet your acquaintance, I'm sure. For a limited <laughs> time only, use the promo code Pocatillo for 20% off. So there you go. That's our All new right. sponsor, 555 Love. <laughs> so if you're ever in the city well i'm in the city most of the time i love it I <laughs> love. what's that number again now 
That's five 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 love. All right. Um, okay, uh, we're back wheeling and dealing in the city. And are we out in the suburbs at all? Nope, not yet. We're not, in the su- not yet. Okay. Well, I asked. You know. I asked five 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 love like where they're located, and I said, "Are you located in the suburbs?" And they said, "No." And I said, "Are you located in the city?" And they said, "We're in the city." There you go. <laughs> all right. I I love it. I love it. I mean. I don't care if we're down to like, you know, three listeners or whatever. I love the fact that at least there's a company or two out there that recognizes, uh, you know, what we're trying to do. We're trying to bring forth some comedy, whether offensive or not, you know, get a couple LOLs, a little, uh, you know, uh, bent over at the waist, guttural laughs. (laughs) I don't know I where love you're it. going with that one. <laughs> I love it all. The part. Yeah, I love it all. I love the fact, uh, again, that we have at least one other listener besides us. Uh, shout out to Janine Krause. <laughs> Thank you for being loyal. Um, I'm ready when you are to jump into these two absolutely amazing episodes of Seinfeld. Okay. All right. So, What's your, what's your thought? Yeah, I'm ready to roll. Uh, I just wanted to mention that uh, thanks to Millie Vanilli's twin who turned me on to uh, 555 Love when he was looking at the Playboy at the newsstand. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But as as we move on from our sponsor, let's jump into the red dot. So do you want to recap that? I do. Um, And I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Uh, We have two bangers coming up here. Okay. Okay. Sometimes the Seinfeld episodes that are really funny and uh, really get a crowd behind it in terms of uh, their entertainment, they don't always match up with what Sign Bros is bringing to the table. But I think these two episodes in particular were going to unearth some funny-ass shit, Uh, whether it's because of like the back and forth with the characters on the show or just some... uh, side side character mm-hmm. uh what they're what they're bringing i think in both these episodes we're gonna have some funny ass shit coming out but to jump into the red dot we have uh jerry and george they are uh the episode opens up with them entering into elaine's office and they're talking about the statue of liberty and uh jerry's mentioning that it was a gift that was given from France and George is not understanding, you know, that something like that, like the, the logistics of how that happened. And uh, they're kind of like arguing back and forth and about how that happened. And uh, basically at the end of the day, they, they determine if two countries like each other, they might exchange gifts. George points across the office at Elaine's new boyfriend and and tells George that um, he's he's an alcoholic. Yeah, he's been off the wagon two years. Off the wagon? I think it's off the wagon. I think it's on the wagon. We then find out why they're actually at the office, and it's because Jerry wants to bring Elaine her watch that she had uh, lost over at the apartment. Elaine comes over. She's asking why they're there, and she and Jerry indicates that he had brought the watch over. Oh, where was it? Oh, it had fallen underneath the couch cushion. 
and uh, and now it's her lucky day. And Elaine says, "No, no, no, George, it's your lucky day." Be my first one. You want to work here? What? Yeah, one of the readers just left. There's a job opening. Elaine introduces her new boyfriend to Jerry. His name is Dick, and she's <laughs> she's also uh, gonna introduce George to her boss, Mister Littman. But Elaine's like, uh, Jerry, could you just hold on to my drink for a little bit? It's uh, cranberry juice and, and vodka. And uh, Dick is only drinking the cranberry juice. Mr. Lippman is kind of with Elaine and George kind of doing like an impromptu interview. So have you ever done this kind of work before? Well, the, you know, book reports, that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who do you read he's like uh i read a little mike lupica <laughs> and uh but mr Lipman is not satisfied with that he wants to know like if george like follows or reads any authors and george is like oh yeah i uh i read uh art vandalay he's uh he's beatnik and uh, what some of the works that he's done. And George uh, mentions that he had written a book, Art Vanillet had written a book called Venetian Blinds. We flash back to Dick and Jerry, and Dick is arguing with Jerry about who's funnier. And Dick says he's a, he's a much, he, he has some sort of jealous, Elaine must have said something nice about Jerry because Dick's like, jealous of jerry and he's like oh I'm, I'm much funnier than you and he kind of storms off and takes elaine's drink instead of his own and uh, elaine and george come back and elaine's like you know where's my drink and she and jerry's like here you go but it's it's only cranberry juice and elaine's like one drink like that and he could fall right off the wagon told you <laughs> The next scene opens up and George and Jerry are at a, like a, a shop and they're shopping for Elaine. Jerry thinks it's a good idea for George to um, get Elaine a little something because she helped him get a job. And um, they're kind of like poking around and Jerry finds this nice cashmere sweater and he's like, oh my God, it's marked down to like $85. And... Uh, George, of course, is like, oh my, you know, like, oh, this would be perfect. They call over the lady that works there and ask why it's marked down so much. In oh, here. This is why. What? I don't see anything. See this red dot? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's damaged. Well, it's not really damaged. <laughs> wow, $85, huh? Mm -hmm. There's no exchanges on this. You think she'd care about the dot? It's hard to say. I don't even think she'd notice it. Can you see it? Well, I can see it. Yeah, but you know where it is. Well, what do you want me to do? Not look at it? And George is like, you know, step back and pretend that you didn't see, you don't know that there's a dot on there and take it like an overview. And he's like, uh, you want my overview? I see a cheap man holding a sweater and trying to get away with something. <laughs> <laughs> The best. I love, I love that it. fucking line. Oh my god, it's so awesome. <laughs> um, and 
we just we go back uh to jerry's apartment and elaine and jerry are talking and, and elaine is kind of complaining or just talking out loud about how she thinks that dick might be back to drinking he's acting a little weird jerry's like how do you know he's like does he smell like it he's like you can't smell alcohol and, oh you can and in the middle of it kramer comes in and uh they asked Kramer if he could, if he would take a drink and let them smell him. He's like, sure, you know, whatever. He's like, you I'll let smell you me without the drink. <laughs> yeah. Jerry's digging around in his in his uh, cabinet underneath the sink, and he finds a bottle of Hennigan's, and he gives Kramer a shot of it, and then Elaine and Kramer like sniff him, and they don't smell anything. And Elaine thinks, like, maybe the bottle was too close. Like, they can't figure out exactly why. George buzzes. He's going to come up. And then Kramer's like, oh, it's like I think I can do a commercial for this. Boy, that Hennigan goes down smooth. <laughs> and afterwards, you don't even smell. <laughs> That's right, folks. I just had three shots of Hennigan's, and I don't smell. Imagine. You can walk around drunk all day. That's Hennigan's. No smell, no tell, scotch. And George tells Elaine, he's like, I got a present for you. And Elaine's like, no way. And then we pan, the, the camera pans over and, and uh, Kramer's got another little interesting tidbit about Hennigan's. And he's like, imagine you got a job interview. <laughs> he's like, you're nervous. He's like... Take back a couple swigs of Hennigan's. You'll be loose as a goose and ready to go in no time. And because there's no odor, it'll be our little secret. H E double I absolutely love Kramer's two renditions about Hennigan's. Yeah. Is up there like definitely top three with my favorite Seinfeld moments. <laughs> really? It's so perfect. I swear to God, I love it. Because oh, I, yeah. I, I post it every year. Yeah, that's true. Facebook. I just had three shots of Hennigan's and I don't smell. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, you pan back over to uh, uh, Lane, George, and Jerry, and Elaine's opening up the gift. And uh, Elaine's like, oh, you didn't have to do this for me, Jerry. Why did you let him do this? And he's like, I tried to stop him, <laughs> but he just couldn't do it. He just wants to please people. And Elaine's like, this is the best gift I've ever gotten. And she's trying on the sweater and George is freaking out because he knows there's a red dot on the sweater. And so does Jerry. And uh, George is like, oh, don't put it on. You're making me hot just putting it on. <laughs> And she puts the sweater on. It's like all amazing and shit. And then Kramer's like, from across the room, he's like, what's that red dot on your sweater? (laughs) 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 Fucking passed out on the couch, just half asleep from across the room. (laughs) Yeah, he's all fucking fucked up. Just pointing it out. And uh, Aline is like, Jerry, is there a red dot on here? And Jerry's just like, what? what? Huh? And he's like, what are you asking me? And she's like, did you know that there was a red dot on here? He's like, do I see it? 
or don't I? That's the question. Hold on. And he goes and takes a shot of Hennigan's and he comes back. <laughs> and he's like, what are you asking me? Because <laughs> he, he, he definitely knows like what, what went on. Yeah. And then uh, before they pan away, like Kramer's just passed out on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> the next scene we have, George is at the office and Elaine's about to leave. It's the end of the workday, and Elaine's about to leave, and she leaves. And uh, George is like, can, can't believe that he works there and he gets paid for what he has to do. The cleaning crew is is in the building. They're vacuuming and mopping and doing things. And the cleaning lady walks by, and George and the cleaning lady make eye contact and say hi. The next scene opens up, and George and Jerry are at Monk's. And Jerry's like, you had sex with the cleaning woman on your desk? <laughs> and he's like, who are you? And he's like, I don't know what got into me. She was going, like, I've always been attracted to cleaning women, like chambermaids and, and cleaning ladies. And he's like, she, you know, she was going back and forth. Her hips swiveling, <laughs> her breasts uh, convulsing. <laughs> Convulsing? I don't know. I'm trying to help you. <laughs> so then I asked her if she wanted a drink. You don't drink. I know, but I couldn't think of anything else to say to her. So you started drinking. So we started drinking, and uh, I'll tell you, I don't know if it was the alcohol or the ammonia, but the next thing I knew, she was mopping the floor with me. <laughs> we just end up, and we're at a... Jerry's apartment and Elaine and uh, Jerry are there and Elaine's freaking out because Dick got fired because he's all fucking he's like me and your twin uh, or me my twin <laughs> um, he treats the office like you treat the podcast basically yeah he's just like a mess like he had one <laughs> drink of the cranberry and vodka and he, like flipped. he just flipped uh, George buzzes up and uh Elaine is trying to trick Jerry into, into admitting that he knew that George knew that there was a red dot on the sweater and they still proceeded to buy it. And Jerry um, kind of gives it away a little bit, but doesn't necessarily give it away. He says it is a deviated septum. And sometimes when he has to breathe, he breathes through his mouth. But he doesn't give anything up necessarily. Elaine saunters off to the bathroom when George comes up. They start talking about how Elaine is wise to the whole thing. And George is freaking out because the cleaning woman is turning the screws on him. And he doesn't know what to do. Elaine comes back out of the bathroom and confronts George about the sweater. And tricks him and says that uh, Jerry admitted that... He, you know, the gig is up about the red dot. Jerry's like, you idiot, she tricked you. And George starts going through like the soliloquy of lies. I had 103 temperature when I bought that sweater. <laughs> I was so dizzy, I was seeing red dots everywhere. I, I thought everything in the store had a red dot on it. I, I couldn't distinguish one red dot from the other. I couldn't afford anything. I have nothing. I, I haven't worked for a really long time. I, 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 I mean, look, I, I have no clothes. Look at what I'm wearing. <laughs> it was just a little red dot. And Jerry starts crying. 
<laughs> which is the best. The next thing we know, we have George in the office again, and he's giving the sweater to the cleaning lady, kind of try to shut her up or whatever. And of course, it's a cashmere sweater. So she, the cleaning lady goes on and on about how once when she was in Panama as a little girl, there was a an American man who had this beautiful cashmere sweater and she wanted to she was never seen or felt anything so perfect and and uh the american like pushed her down in the gutter and made her cry and you threw some change at me ah but i didn't want to change georgie i wanted the cashmere she just can't believe that Georgie Porgy gave her this beautiful sweater and she wants to try it on. Yeah. And uh, of course, when she tries it on, she's like, what's this red dot? <laughs> she sees it right away. <laughs> we uh, break and Jerry, we see a little bit of Jerry's standup. And I le- this is the first time we have the episode kind of uh, melting into the stand-up that he does. Yeah. And he's doing a little stand-up about, like... When you're in a room with a revolting stench, you want to spend as much time as you can. The only stench is coming from you. Oh, well, wait a second. I believe we have a heckler, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, Dick, look, I don't know what your problem is. It's not my fault you're back on the wagon. (laughs) It's off the wagon. Well, in the old days, how do you think they got the alcohol from town to town? Dick, who at this point in the episode is a raging alcoholic who's drinking the cranberry and vodka everywhere in sight, like is at the comedy show and he heckles Jerry. We move to the next scene and George is in Lippman's office and uh, (laughs) which is one of the best scenes in my opinion. And it's just Lipman saying, it's been brought to my attention that you have engaged in intercourse with the cleaning lady on the, on the desk in your office. (laughs) (laughs) Which, I mean, if your boss says that, I don't even know what the response (laughs) would possibly be. So George is like kind of just sitting there and uh, he's like, was that wrong? (laughs) had i known about this before i was hired (laughs) because i've worked in offices before that kind of thing happens all the time and uh Lipman fires him george just really doesn't know what to say so he's like kind of walking out and as he's walking out he's like any uh flexibility with the holiday season and Lipman's like nah He's like, oh, by the way, she wanted me to give you this. And he throws the sweater at him. George is cleaning out his desk. And Elaine comes by after she hears what, like, that he had been fired. And for what reason? She can't believe it. You had sex on your desk with the cleaning woman. (laughs) You never had sex in the office before? No, I once made out with someone, but that's it. Okay, all right, so you made out. Well, that's not sex. Kissing is sex. Kissing is not sex. Jerry shows up and uh, Elaine like is asking George if Jerry perhaps left the drink for Dick to take on purpose and, and George's like, no way. And um, 
Jerry gets gets to the desk and and uh, Elaine's like, "What are you doing here?" He's like, here, "I'm here. I'm going to take him out to cheer him up." And um, Elaine's like, "When do you think that? At what point do you think that making out becomes sex?" And and Jerry's like, "I, I think when the nipple makes its appearance." <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I don't know. I don't even know how to explain that. And then she tries to trick Jerry into thinking that George had given him up about like putting the drink next to Dick. Out of nowhere, we hear all these ruckus. Dick shows up and he's fucking blasted. <laughs> he's dragging a Christmas tree behind him. And uh, George, Jerry, and Elaine are like, quick, quick, quick. Let's hide underneath the desk. And they think it's a great idea. Dick is like comes around the corner and he's standing there and uh, they hold out the cashmere sweater as like a sign of peace. And he grabs the sweater and he's like, is this cashmere? And George is like, of course it's cashmere. And he recognize he sees that there's a red dot on it. And he's like, what's this red dot? And that's how the episode ends. Well, the episode also extends because they go back to Jerry's uh, uh, stand up. And now Dick right. is there, and he's doing the yeah. stand-up about alcoholism, and now he's on the wagon, and he's all sober now, Dick. Right. Yep. Um, and he's drinking just a coffee. Yeah. So the episode's called The Red Dot, and it centers around a sweater that George buys, a cashmere sweater, that goes to Elaine after she gets him a job, and then gets passed on to a cleaning lady that George has sex with. <laughs> And then it's used as a peace offering at the end to uh, get in good graces with Dick, who is apparently turned into the guy from Cape Fear. Merry Christmas! (laughs) 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 I love that scene because he's like dragging the fucking Christmas tree behind him. (laughs) Why does he even have the Christmas tree? He's just like, he's so drunk that he's just like, like a fucking tornado just dragging shit just do you want to get it since we're on it do you want to get into it a little bit why in the world would he be like he must have drank 25 vodka and cranberry why would he (laughs) show up at the office of all places because he's so like um yeah, it is kind of like a weird situation, but I think he's so disturbed now at this point. He's just like, he doesn't know what to do with himself. Cause okay. so... <laughs> well, it starts off because Jerry accidentally puts that cranberry and vodka next to him and then they pan over to him and he's fucking dominating it. Did oh you my catch God. That? Like, he's like, oh yeah. shit, alcohol. And he's like, fucking, he's really like, oh yeah, he's off the wagon or on the, is it on the wagon or off the wagon? I have no fucking idea. So when you're, when you're, so if you, if you're not, if you're an alcoholic, this is something we should have done research about, but so if, no, this is the way I look at it though. If you're an alcoholic, you're off the wagon because when you're sober and then you start drinking again, you fall off the wagon. That's the expression, isn't it? It's like, oh, did you hear about Jonah? He fell, he's off the wagon off the wagon and you're drunk you're an alcoholic again yeah if you're off the wagon i think if you're off the wagon you're an alcoholic so if you're if you're sober you're on the wagon yeah i don't know i don't know i think uh yeah because yeah that's what i think he falls off the wagon 
that's the expression. I've never heard somebody called on the wagon, but I've never used that expression. I don't even know. I swear to God. Well, have you heard the expression before? Like, yeah, yeah, I've heard it. I've heard it only in this episode of Seinfeld. Honestly, I don't think I've ever heard it before. Yeah. Which is, which is strange. Like they, Jerry says it in the standup. If you're on, you're on the wagon and they, they, they opened up a couple of drinks on the way. Yeah. And then Dick is like, well, you can't drink on a wagon. It's too bumpy. It's too bumpy. <laughs> right. So you're on the wagon and you're drinking, right? Yeah. But then at the beginning of the episode, Elaine is like, you can't give Dick a drink. He's, uh, it'll throw him off the wagon. And George is like, told you. Yeah, I mean, I'm confused. I, I don't know. I'm, I, I'm, I get all my uh, comedy from Seinfeld. Like, yeah, I get gets my... it from Looney Tunes. Or <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't. No one's ever explained it to me. And I didn't research this time. Yeah, you got to start doing that shit. I think if you read one of Shakespeare's, uh... I could pick it up in one of the Shakespeare plays. <laughs> yeah, maybe pick it up in the Shakespeare <laughs> plays. <laughs> Romeo and Juliet, they drink drink that hemlock. Is that yeah, a, yeah. Is that yeah. when you That's fall a poison and die? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know that saying. I don't. I. I don't think Jerry and George know it either, though. Yeah. No. I don't you know think what I mean? So. I don't think anybody knows. <laughs> so, uh, so I have a question for you. So, so Lane and Dick break up, right? Yeah. Because of his drinking. My question to you is, do you think the NBC, the NBC people, the execs and stuff would have been cool with if Jerry, after Elaine says, I, me and Dick broke up, if Jerry said, oh, so now you're dickless. <laughs> <laughs> nah, they would. That definitely would have got, that would have got cut off. Probably would have, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They would have cut it off and went right to the um, Joey Butterfuco yeah, uh, Lorena Babbitt. Babbitt trial. Yeah, they would have they would have cut it off. They would have circumcised that joke. Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, thirty years ago, they yeah. might have might have been do, okay. Now, God, do you think the God. character Dick is named that particularly for that reason? Because don't you feel like like he's just a dick? Oh god, I can't stand this guy. I fucking cannot stand him. I can't I don't like him when he's sober either. Yeah, I think he's and, even worse and, sober. And <laughs> we can talk about this for a while. Like, and people have brought it up like in different like comedy venues. Why in all right, I'm this might take up a while. Why in the world would anyone want to be called Dick? As yeah. a nickname. You have Gregory, Greg. You have Robert, Rob. You have Jacob, Jake. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You have Richard, which is rich. Who the fuck was like along the lines was like, I'm Richard, but call me Dick. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Who said that and thought it was cool? Yeah. And then whose friends let him get away with that? 
and there's so many. The thing is, there's so many dicks out there too. There's just dicks here and dicks there. I mean, there's dicks everywhere. Exactly. Do you remember when I was fucking? I was working at um, Blockbuster, and my my manager, like he was like the head man, the the. Um, he was the manager, and then there was like two or three assistant managers. Mm-hmm. The manager, his name was Richard. Yeah. But he wanted to be called Dick. Yeah. And he was also gay. <laughs> so he'd be like, no, call me Dick. You know, like, and it was super fucking weird and gay. <laughs> you think it was like a turn on? I don't know what the hell was going on over there. <laughs> It was fucking bizarre. So you're like, what, could, could you come over here, Dick? I want to talk to you. And he's like... I, I just want to stay away from him. I was like 19 years old. I, I didn't know what was going on with this guy. Someone page like, Dick. Bring Dick to the front. <laughs> I didn't want to call him Dick. And he wanted to be called that. I'm like, no, Rich. I'm it's not so yeah. Dick. It's so if you think about celebrities, I mean, I could, they, I could rattle off like five, like right quick, like Dick Van Dyke. Dick Ebersol, Dick Dickie Thon, like Dick, Dick Schofield, Dick Schofield, I mean, there's like there's, baseball. Yeah, like, I mean, call me, call me Rich. Yeah, Rich, Richard, either one. You know like, what I'm it's saying? So weird. I also don't. <laughs> I got a I got a funny story. Actually. All right, go go for it. <laughs> Before we move on, so all right, so you know, obviously, you know Ron. Yeah, Lauder Show. Yeah. He's Ronald. He's Ronald Claremont Larochelle. He's like, I always wanted a cool name, like a nickname. He's like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> he's like, I wish I would instead of Ron, I wish I was Richard. Rick. And I'm like, Ron, but you know, like one of your nicknames would be Dick. And he's like, no way. <laughs> Like instead of Ron or Ronnie or Ronald, whatever, you yeah. want to be rich. And I'm like, but people will call you Dick. <laughs> it shattered his dreams. <laughs> <laughs> he never knew that. You th- I mean, it's the thing is, you think this I'm like, guy- Ron, Ron's a good name, though. You're Ron, yeah. Ronald, whatever. Like, you don't want to be Dick. Yeah, no, not at all. I don't, it, especially it's weird too, because you have the option to go Richard or Rich, but right. then to go as, or Rich, even Richie, you can go Richie. Right. There's multiple options. But who instead you're was going, the first guy? That's what I said at the beginning of this. Who was the first guy that was like, I'm Richard, but you know what? Call me Dick. And who were those friends that were like, you know what? We're going to call you Dick. Yeah. And, and went with it. They yeah. should have been laughing their asses off and not done it and said, no, we're going to stick with Richie. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, I... <laughs> <laughs> that's like you being like, yeah, my name's Jay- Jacob. Call me Jake, but you could also call, call me Jew. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, Oh, my name is Jonah. You could call me fucking. I don't know. I don't... Jonah, but you can call me Homo. Yeah, yeah, like Hones or Homo. 
<laughs> oh yeah yeah and i'm like oh yeah homo call me homo like somebody must have said yeah call me dick yeah somebody at some point said call me dick <laughs> <laughs> oh so, my god all right so art vandalay comes back in this episode. oh yeah he's yes, an he obscure does. writer now he's a beatnik he's a beatnik yes he's writing beatnik like um like uh you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, Bobblehead. Uh, Owen March. Owen March. Yeah, yeah. he was a... Uh, uh, he was beatnik. Oh, yeah, yeah. True. Yeah, he is. Except for he's writing books called Venetian Blinds. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the, <laughs> <laughs> what the what fuck the is Venetian... Like, if... <laughs> like, it's great that George gets that job. And, like, but, like, of all, like, book names, book titles... I would definitely, if I'm scrolling through my library app and I see Venetian blinds, I'm definitely checking out the description. It's like, what the fuck would that even be about? I think it's a, I think it's a, um, like a horror or a, um, like a suspense. Like I picture the cover, like there's just an eye peeking out of the Venetian blinds. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's actually kind of a cool, uh. Just like a an just like an eye. One yeah, eye. that's that's actually kind of a cool uh, description. I, I yeah. totally picture that in my uh, in my head. What what's yeah. a beatnik? Um, that's like, like uh, Jack, Jack Kerouac. Kerouac. Yeah, that's I picture those guys from the uh, the late forties and fifties and early sixties. Is it the they, unshowered among us? No, they just kind of like. That their style of writing was more just like their experiences. This is like a certain style where they would, we, they would, um, part it was part experience and part like, for lack of a better word, like drama, dramatized a little okay. bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, instead of it being like a full 100% like story, it would be like the beginning, like, for instance, like the beginning of their book would be like <clears throat> just like uh their life like their everyday like almost like a diary of what they were doing and then all okay. of a sudden it would emerge into like like a story of something. okay like they're there that's one style for okay that makes sense i guess um so the big question i have on this episode is uh do you actually see the red dot no okay because i'm no, I'm like scrutinizing the sweater every time it got shown and I never saw the dot. So I don't know if there's actually a dot on there and I just didn't pick up on it, but I'm I'm like I don't understand why they wouldn't put like a red speck on there cuz the Yeah, HD, they should. Yeah, I mean cuz I I mean I've I've never seen it. If somebody could No. If one no, of our never shows up. one of our one if our listener one of one could uh could zoom in maybe on the scene and show me that picture i would love it but yeah. uh, nah. uh yeah i never see the red dot and I, I was just wondering if you picked up on it or if i just couldn't see it or i missed it or whatever it keeps uh, getting held up yeah and uh people are looking at it but you never see anything yeah i mean wow. the, the scene when elaine tries it on and then kramer spots it from across the room is like probably the best view of like the red dot like if you could right. actually see it and I don't see it there. So, uh, nah. all right. So George mentions that 
one point to Jerry that he's very attracted to cleaning ladies and Jerry's like, and I'm attracted to chambermaids and it's a woman in your room. So is there any like career <laughs> that would like, you would say, Hey, that's an attract, like there's something about that career that would be attractive <laughs> or whatever you think like. Along their like, lines, I would say like a French maid. French maid. Yeah. Yeah. So, she's hot. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i would we say just... uh so so matt moon used to say like uh you remember your boy um yeah. he used to say that he was attracted to women that drove trucks oh god he's like you know any the bigger the truck the better and he's like i don't even care what they look like I just a woman driving a truck there was something that's about that kramer. for me and i'm like you're a that's kramer yeah that would be kramer's move like, no, uh, waitresses. Waitresses sometimes are kind of hot. Yeah, uh, like nurses sometimes. Nurses, nurses sometimes. Not at my, not where I work, but oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like in nursing homes. I mean, it's always like uh, it's different there. <laughs> uh, but like at the hospital, sometimes a hot nurse. Yeah, yeah. I, I like a, I like a, I like a woman in power sometimes. Okay, I like that. Do you like the power suit? Do you like that move? No, just like, like a woman who, who's like, uh, like I don't know. It's like in a position of power, like in a position of uh, authority. Authority, yeah. yeah. I think that's I think that's sexy. Attractive. Somebody that makes more money than you. Definitely. All right, so do you want to get to the categories? Let's get to the categories. So we'll first start off with up, down, even, Stephen. All right. Um, down is... I thought there would be no um, level further down than the nose job for George, but he's <laughs> under that. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly we have a new contender. <laughs> Suddenly, we have a new contender. Yeah, uh, with George. He found George's, a new low. <laughs> George's depths. I, I don't think. I mean, <laughs> we're gonna have to go all the way to the final season to get to the depths of George. Like, yeah, he just somehow, regardless, like digs himself into these massive uh, holes. Jerry is. Even Steven. Yeah, I think this is a very even Steven for Jerry. Um, Elaine is pretty even Steven as well. Uh, yeah. I mean, Dick is not as horrible as Owen March. Yeah. Uh, um, At least he appears probably, to be around her age. <laughs> right, right. He's probably a, a step or two above... Um, uh, the dude from Wakama or Seattle. Oh, yeah, or yeah, yeah. Ed. Ed. Yeah. He I, I would throw so I would right throw... now at this Go ahead. I was gonna say right now at this point, this guy Dick, who's an alcoholic, is probably her best boyfriend. <laughs> other yeah. than Jerry. Well other than Jerry, obviously. Right though? Um, so I think you would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, one That's kind of funny, right? He's alcoholic, but he's better than he's her <laughs> best boyfriend so far. Well, because he's in the same relative age yeah. bracket. Yeah. 
Uh, and Ed is just a fucking complete nerd. Yeah. Like, he sucks in every way. I, I'm going to throw Dick at the at that table uh, with... Um, oh, he's hanging out with Gavin Pallone. He wasted. is... Him and, him and Gavin Pallone are making drinks together. <laughs> In the in the back room that we don't see, like they're bringing the drinks into the party, yeah. and no one wants them. It's just those two. <laughs> drink, it's like, like you're strong. You. It's like me and you, like hanging out. <laughs> like I'm Gavin, you're Dick. <clears throat> We're drinking. Like everyone else at the party sucks, and they suck too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah, those two are fucking getting high as fuck uh, <laughs> off of alcohol. Uh, Kramer's weight. I'd say Kramer's up because he's probably the funniest in the episode. Oh, yeah. I love his uh, acting in it. Yeah. Awesome. I would agree with all those. All right. So, do you have any deep cuts, nitpicks, or observations you want to mention? An observation would be just the the Hennigans kind of shines through a little bit. Yeah. Um, I love I love Hennigan's. Yeah, and uh, Hennigan's um, is like re- it reappears, I believe, in another right. episode. Uh, yeah, and it's um, it's very for for me it's very associated to to Seinfeld when I think of in and alcohol in general with with the way I've we never, communicate. I feel like Hennigan's makes an appearance in a lot of that. Have you ever heard? Have you ever heard or encountered Hennigan's? Is it besides? Is, from the show, is it a real drink? I it, probably I would think it is. I don't know if it, I I'm not sure because it's weird because sometimes on the show they they use real products and then sometimes obviously they don't. Um, Hennigan's I'm not sure I'm not as big of an alcoholic as you so I'm not really in package stores as often so. Right, uh, <laughs> but you you frequent like in Amato's. Did you ever see it there as like a paint thinner? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I've never honestly. There's multiple seen uses. It. it seems like I mean it's scotch. So I mean. I don't even know if I've ever had scotch in my life, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, I always picture when I hear the word scotch, I always picture like um, Werther's, like Werther's candy. And I know it tastes absolutely nothing like that, but in my head, <laughs> scotch and that are like associated. I don't know. It's weird. Oh, it's butter. Like, oh, butterscotch. Like butter, because butterscotch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I know it has absolutely nothing to do with that, but I always picture that. So I know if I ever take a sip of scotch, I'll probably expect that taste and probably puke. And hopefully yeah. the cleaning ladies around to take care of it. Right. Or um, scotch tape. <laughs> it probably tastes more like scotch tape actually right right exactly <laughs> all right so i have a couple uh nip nip yeah what you what you're you're uh well i'm surprised you didn't pick up. i'm, I'm surprised stuff. you didn't bring this up actually the uh couple yeah, outfits what's, what's you got? i probably noticed it but I'm, all right so I'm george's george's winter hat in the beginning Love oh it. yeah, yeah. love yeah. the beanie well, he had that in the last episode yeah he's got the little dangly hat uh, what do you call that? It's a beanie hat, right? Is that the confidence hat? 
Maybe. No, the confidence hat is the, it doesn't have the little fluffer thing on the top, whatever you call that little. <laughs> What's that the little, little ball, ball on the top of the hat? <laughs> the little ornament. The ornament, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's I kind of I kind of dig that hat, and then Jerry's rocking. Yeah, the, yeah, I like that. Jerry's rocking the leather jacket. In the uh, in the store oh, when they're shopping for the main, look at my main man is fucking breaking down a little bit of the uh, the fashion. Yeah, I'm on fashion reports, and then I'll move on from your fashion report that you usually give, and I'll jump yeah. to my favorite category, and that's Diet Coke, which makes yet another. Oh appearance. my god, no one was drinking any Diet Coke. Yes, Jerry has Diet Come Coke on. in this episode again. So, and I actually wrote down when he has it because you always ask me when was that. So there's yeah, a, I need so the yeah. scene when they're back at Jerry's house after Elaine is like Dick's uh drinking again. And okay. Jerry Jerry has a Diet Coke on, on his counter and he's like, You're telling me if I move that drink six inches oh, over yes, to the right yes, yes. and what he holds and picks up and drops down is a Diet Coke. Yes. So yep, Diet yep, Coke right. makes yet another appearance. Yep, um yep. uh Littman's back in this episode so this is the second appearance by Lipman, who's a recurring character and this is the new but it's Lippmann. not the same one though yep the new and extremely improved oh movie. my god um can we just real quick i wish probably should have talked about it earlier but you know how um george is like it's the uh it's the holiday season christmas season or whatever yeah he's like any um you know, any leeway any, with the hol- holiday season the holidays and and uh mr lipman is jewish oh yeah so of course he, he's not going to give any leeway <laughs> right well does he say the whole christmas thing or does he say the whole holiday thing he says the whole christmas spirit oh he does so no and lipman just throws the cashmere sweater at him oh so probably pissed and, lipman off yeah he, he he was putting down Jews a little bit. I'm sure he was very offended by it. Yeah, I would think so. Because <laughs> God, God forbid we all we don't say happy holidays. That's what we have to say. <laughs> I remember at paychecks they used to like beat us and tell us like make sure no. what you say you don't say Merry Christmas. You have to say Happy Holidays. Nah, they Which, didn't do that. They didn't actually beat us, but they made us say no, that. Yeah, but I, they, they made you say that. Do we just like during the holiday season? We have to say Happy Holidays. We can't say Merry Christmas. Really? Yes. So, so they grouped you guys all up like cattle, and yeah, told you to what they gave you like a a, a whole like script. No, I mean, you didn't need a script, but they said that, you know, if you're going to say, if you're going to end a call with a Merry Christmas, make sure you don't say Merry Christmas to the clients. You have to say Happy Holidays. Yeah. Because you never know who you're talking to. Right. But you, so we I had mean, to be politically correct. But you should always say Happy Holidays. Yeah, I guess. But I, I just thought it was like, I mean. Not that if if someone who's not Christian or whatever Let's yeah. just say it was Jewish. And um, if you said, you know, like Merry Christmas, it, it shouldn't be a big deal. No. I, at all. I, I think that's like, you're. that's one of those things where you're looking to be offended. If you get offended yeah, exactly. by somebody saying Merry Christmas. Right. Because like, someone, you, just, you want to say, you're just, just saying say, Merry just Christmas. Just say it Happy Holidays too, to respond back to them. And that's all you have yeah. to say. Right, <laughs> it's right. like, 
it's over like whatever right why especially why in that situation where deal? yeah it's like a one-off type situation and then why do companies have to like gather up everybody and say well make sure you say like yeah holidays literally had a meeting to discuss that before every before so, every holiday so why Season. Why can't people just say what they want to say and yeah. it not be offensive? I don't know. Maybe people you know listen to, to the, I don't know. So we, we like to do that on the show. Like you're, kind of... you're, you're one of the biggest Jews I know. So if I were to call you and I was like, you know, like Merry Christmas. And you called me back and we're like, look, dude, I'm like, I, I'm a, uh, I only celebrate Hanukkah. I would be like, oh, I apologize. Like, I, I won't do that again. Yeah. And that should be the end of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. If someone gets offended by it, it could be like an individualized thing. It doesn't have to be like the, a big deal yeah, at all. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I, I don't even know what the hell I am. Supposedly, I'm 48% Jewish, but yep. I don't know. I mean... People tell me Merry Christmas all the time. I don't get mad about it. Yeah. Well, that's the way of the world. So get used to it. That's um, why we live in America. That's why we're here in America. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just, I, I can't wrap my head around, like, this whole cancer, the, the whole um, cancel culture and, like, like, how do you navigate between all these different religions and beliefs? And that's why you need an all encompassing, yeah. But you shouldn't have to do that. I, yeah, it's at the same it. time we want everybody to be different and individual, but we want everything to be the same. So it's like, but, it, but if you say something, why do people have to get offended by it? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm 48% Jewish. So if you told me, like, Merry Christmas, oh, thank you. Like, well, you also celebrate Christmas. Huh? I said you also celebrate Christmas. But but if I didn't, I don't know. No, I know. You know what I'm saying? Like, it shouldn't be a big deal. Well, when I was at, so here's an example. So when when I was, uh, this is like six years ago. Actually, I have two stories with this. So about six yeah. years ago, I was at, at the hospital where I work now. and uh, You at the nut or, house? Uh, not the nut house. Oh, yeah. Okay. But uh, uh, so this lady, she she comes over to me. She's like, hey. She she thought I was Jewish. She saw that I celebrated Hanukkah. So she, she basically gets, she knows. Yeah, probably saw my huge schnoz. It was like... <laughs> <laughs> it just assumed, but she assumed right. I was Jewish and said, Hey, right. you know, like happy holidays. Well, right away, you should have got mad about that. Yeah. And instead of getting mad about it, I was like, No, I'm not, you know, I don't celebrate uh, Hanukkah. I celebrate Christmas. It's fine. However, when I was at Paychex, since they were so politically correct there, uh, every the day after Thanksgiving every year, we would have this thing where if you work the day after Thanksgiving, you would help set up the Christmas tree, mm-hmm. right? So they were doing that, and I was working, 
and they came over to me and said, hey, Jacob, do you want to help set up the Christmas tree? And I said, oh, no, I don't celebrate Christmas, so I don't want to really do that because I'm Jewish. <laughs> I love what would they say? <laughs> they were like, okay, we respect your beliefs. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, yeah, I used it. I mean, probably, <laughs> probably burn it in hell it for to, that, but. Yeah, yeah, you used it to be convenient. We just lost one of our, uh, one of our sponsors. I probably. Uh, by doing that, I offended Christians and Jewish people. And like, <laughs> like seriously, like, <laughs> but, yeah, I definitely got canceled by every religion after I used that move. But hey, man, I was being <laughs> fucking lazy and I was busy at work. Like, I didn't have time to set up the goddamn Christmas tree. No, we should no, have been no setting up does. the tree anyways because we fucking weren't allowed to say Merry Christmas anyways. So what the fuck do in, we have a tree the, for? In the five thousand, the five thousand years of uh, of of uh, uh, problems that we dealt with, there's no <laughs> our way people, our people, our people struggled <laughs> even better. <laughs> five hundred, no. 5, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, do you want to talk about the side characters? So we talked a lot about Dick. We give a lot of rich, Richie, rich, Richard, Richard. So, I mean, do you want to talk a little bit more about Dick or do you think we pretty much covered him? I can't stand that guy. We pretty much. I I don't like him drunk. I don't like him sober. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Uh, What do you think of the, what do you think of the Elaine should be dating, Elaine should be dating JFK Jr. or me. That's (laughs) like with her sexy body. Yeah. That wall of hair. So, (laughs) <laughs> what do you what do you think what do you think um of the intertwined like jerry's comedy with dick like hanging out at the club like do you think that works it's like you could take it i don't have it. a big problem with it but it's okay it's yeah. all right i don't I, i'm not gonna make a big deal about it all right so i think we covered dick like a condom so uh, we'll move on. We'll move on to Lipman. What do you think of oh, him? Man. I love, I love him. Yeah, I, I love the new I Lipman. I, I, I could not stand that original. Oh Lipman. my god! And we talked about that what two episodes ago or whenever he showed up. Yeah. Oh, this cold. This water's this too water's cold. too cold. It's too yeah. cold. This whole fucking like. Yes, I did. Shit. Yes, I did. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. I didn't and like Lipman, him. This Lipman's one, a, Lip, the 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 new Lipman is around for a while, and he's awesome. Yeah, definitely. This episode. Yeah, yeah, and I definitely love his interaction with George. And uh, so, what do you think of the cleaning lady? Uh, she's a little old to be uh, <laughs> all attracted to. Yeah, I mean, she's fine. Her whole diatribe about the Americans, like. I didn't want the, but I didn't want the money. I wanted the cashmere. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little much, but she looked like she probably belonged on um, 
an episode of Charles in Charge instead of <laughs> I'm pretty sure she dated Buddy Lembeck at some point. Right, that's, right? Yeah, she was a little kind of... like a couple years earlier episode of uh, of a comedy. <laughs> wow. Right though? Uh, she yeah. looked like uh, 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 Charles's mom a little bit like she could have been her cousin. Yeah. yeah I guess so. <laughs> and Buddy Lembick would have had like sex with her on the desk. Like, I don't know. That's how I look. <laughs> so, so, do you have any best lines or scenes from the episode? No, man. There's so many. Yeah. When it comes to these episodes, pretty much the whole fucking episode. It's yeah. Um, well, I think you kind of already mentioned it, the fucking Kramer stuff. Yeah, the Kramer's um, rendition of the Hennigans. Is like, I, I just, like, he says it straight up. Like, I could do it. This uh, this goes out smooth. I could do a commercial for this. <laughs> yeah, I love the, I think the best two scenes in the episode are probably between Kramer's H-E-double-N-I and his commercials and then George um, talking to Lipman about not being sure about the rules and regulations of the office yeah. and, and having sex <laughs> on your desk and he's like, oh, I wasn't sure that was not allowed here because I've worked in many offices where people do that all the time. <laughs> was that Was that wrong? You know what though? <laughs> it, it, honestly, if you think about it, the last place he worked was Rick Bar Properties, and that shit was probably going on all the time over there. One hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt. Leviton was hitting everyone in the in the every woman in the property. He was in, probably in banging, the office. <laughs> he was banging what's her name, Ada or whatever. <laughs> Not Ada. Yeah, uh, and then George was the annoying. And George lady. Just carried it over to the cleaning lady. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't see anything wrong with it. All right. This kind of thing happens all the time. Yeah. So which <laughs> <laughs> which character do you think won the episode? Um, tough one. I think... Um, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Because so I, I can't... I, I want to say Kramer. But... And I always say Kramer. And, and, and uh, I don't want to say Kramer again. But... Maybe well, Kramer because he's so happy, but I think maybe Hennigans. Could we give the win to Hennigans? That, that, yeah, I mean, if we're giving the win to Rolled Gold and Snyder's and pretzels, yeah, and pretzel the pretzel industry, we might have to give it to Hennigans because every time St. Patty's rolls around and yeah. uh, you know a job interview or we're just sitting there, it's like. I just had three shots of Hennigan's and I don't smell. Imagine. You could walk around all day drunk and no one will know. <laughs> It'll be our little secret. So in this episode, I mean, Hennigan's... No smell, response. no tell, scotch. So so think about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, on top, of, on top of the real world application of Hennigan's, think about... Uh, so you have... You have Hennigan's gets Kramer nice and drunk and he's hilarious. Yeah, it gets Jerry out of an awkward conversation with Elaine because he goes yep. over, he takes the shot, and it gets him, gets her to like get off his back. 
Right. And then it gets George lead. Yeah. So, I mean, Hennigan's does a pretty good job coming through in this episode, although Judge George does puke. <laughs> he, doesn't, <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't drink, which was a nice reveal, too, that George doesn't drink. Right. I, I'll agree, and uh, we'll give it to Hennigan's for sure. All right. So, Hennigan's for the W. All right. So, do you want to move on to the subway? Let's jump into it. Hop on the subway. Let's hop on it. So the uh, episode opens up, and we have the crew. They're hanging out at Monks. Kramer's talking about all these different ways that he can, like, hop on trains and get to different places. And uh, Elaine's saying, "Well, you could probably just take the D train." He's like, "Well, yeah, probably." (laughs) And uh, but they all have something different going on. Um, they all have different stops that day. Kramer's going to pay off some parking tickets. George has a job interview. Jerry is going over to Coney Island. He has to pick up his car that's over that got like towed over there, but he wants to go over to Coney Island. And Olene um, is going to a lesbian wedding. Jerry's trying to convince everyone that they should probably, after what they have to do, meet up with them over at Coney Island. But everyone's like, ah, it's probably going to take all day. There's no way that I'm going to be able to meet up with you. And they all get off the original train and go their separate ways. And Jerry gets on the subway. George gets on, and he's immediately sitting next to like this beautiful woman. Kramer gets on and he can't find a seat and he's just like scrambling back and forth looking for somewhere to sit. The camera goes back and we have Jerry and he's just falling asleep on the train. Like he's extremely tired. He probably like had three sets the night before. We don't know why. Why he's so tired he keeps falling asleep. Mm -hmm. And then we go back to George and the lady is kind of flirting with George. George is looking at the paper, at the uh, the jobs, and uh... oh, uh, no, 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 no! I uh, <laughs> I was just looking for the stock page. Yeah. Ah, here it is. <laughs> looking for the quotes. Gotta check the quotes. Love a good quote. <laughs> oh, IBM up a quarter. <laughs> you, know. you didn't look like someone who needed a job. Me. No, no, I don't, I don't. Doing very well. Very well. We go, and we finally see what Elaine is up to, and she is on a train, and it gets all of a sudden held up. And she's standing there. She has nowhere to sit, and there's another lady, an older lady next to her, and there's nowhere for her to sit, and like, talking back and forth. I started riding these trains in the 40s. Those days, a man would give up his seat for a woman. Now we're liberated. We have to stay in. <laughs> it's ironic. What's ironic? This, that we've come all this way. We made all this progress, but, you know, we lost the little things, the niceties. No, I, I mean, what does ironic mean? <laughs> and uh, Lydia asked her what she's doing. She's like, oh, I'm going to a wedding. She's like, oh, I didn't even know people got married anymore. Oh, it's hard today with the men and women. 
you're telling me. So, uh, they're a nice couple? Oh, very nice. What does he do if you don't mind my asking? She. She. She, she works, he doesn't. He sounds like my son. <laughs> there is no he. There's no he? So, uh, who's getting married? Um, two women. It's a, a lesbian wedding. soul on the subway for 35 years. I get the best man at a lesbian wedding. No, 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 you don't understand. I'm not a lesbian. I hate men, but I'm not a lesbian. And then we shoot over to what Kramer's doing. Somebody gets up from one of the seats and there's a paper just laying there. There's Kramer and some other guy and he reaches for the paper and he only gets a little piece of it. We flash to see what Jerry's doing, and Jerry's just completely passed out on the train, like exhausted. We go back to Elaine. Elaine's flipping out and talking to herself about how, um, you know, she's the best man at this wedding and how many stops are going to be before she gets there. And then we go to George, and the lady that's kind of been flirting with George with her eyes is getting off George just like uh, contemplating what he should do he's, he's going to have a, his second job interview as Biff and the girl gets off the train and he gets stuck. We, go, we go to Kramer's train and he's overhearing a couple of dudes talking about how um, there's something going on with the trotters it's going to go for a great price maybe 30 to 1 I'm telling you, it's a lock. But it rained last night. Exactly. This horse loves the slop. It's in his bloodlines. His father was a mother. His mother was a mother. His mother was a mother? What did I just say? Come on, let's go up to the office. I'm going to call my book. Hey, don't tell anybody. The criminal's getting a little inside information. And then uh, quickly we flash back to Jerry and he wakes up. And uh, this dude that was that is like massive and huge all of a sudden it's like sitting naked across from everybody on the train is like peeled off to different sides and it's just Jerry staring at this gigantic fat blob he looks a little bit like um, King Kong Bundy's darker haired brother <laughs> and Jerry's just like you realize you're naked and the guy's like Naked dress, what's the difference? You got something against the naked body? I got something against yours. I got a couple deep knee bends, maybe some squat thrusts. And the guy's like, I'm not ashamed of my body. And Jerry's like, that's the problem. You should be. <laughs> <laughs> and then we go and Elaine's just like, still freaking out and she's talking to herself she's like how the hell are we just stopped here like what the hell is going on there's this shitty crowded train and um, we look to Elaine's left side and we see John McNamara's twin brother <laughs> he's like sweating but <laughs> Elaine is still flipping out 
and the lights all of a sudden go out, which pisses her off even more. And then we uh, we flash to what George is doing, and he's with the uh, lady that was on the subway, and they go, and they're getting a hotel room. And she asked George just to make himself comfortable, and George starts freaking out a little bit because, as we know of George, he he is never comfortable ever. He's like, "Should I take my clothes off?" Well, she doesn't take the clothes off. Well, if I take my shoes off and I get comfortable on the the bed, then I'm comfortable. She can't say I'm not comfortable. He's just going back and forth in his mind. Next, we flip, and it's Kramer, and he has made a bet on a tip that he heard on the sub on the subway earlier. He's gonna put six hundred dollars down on Papernick to win. We flip, and it's Jerry and the fat guy, and they're talking about uh, the Mets and how they need need a better defense. They need more stolen bases, but they got Coleman. Coleman steals bases. They're going back and forth about the Mets and uh, Jerry's like you know what he's like if the Mets make the World Series I'll sit with you naked we flip to Elaine and she's just completely freaking out like out of her mind and the train starts moving and then stops again and she just like screams (laughs) we go to George George is getting handcuffed to the bed the lady peels off into the other room after George is completely handcuffed and she gets dressed and comes back out and uh, takes all of George's clothes. It's like, I wasted my whole entire day, my whole entire morning for $8. And she just leaves and it's like, wait, wait a second, what are you doing? I'm taking your clothes. No, 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 that's my only suit. It cost me $350. I got it. Bye, George. Wait, you can't just leave me here. Will I see you again? And uh, then we flip to Kramer, and Kramer is like watching the race, and he's like, his uh, his bet is losing, and he's like getting s- severely depressed. But all of a sudden, his his pick is making a comeback. He starts flipping out, like he's like like cheering his his uh, pick on the win. We see. Often in the corner, Jacob's twin brother is like watching Kramer and uh, watching how he's like, he's, he might go in for the win. And uh, Kramer's picks them to end up winning. The guy's kind of following Kramer because he's going to rob him. Uh, next, we flash, and it's, uh, it's Jerry and the fat guy, and they go out. They're at Coney Island and talking about what they're going to do. Kramer collects his money, and he's just running to get on to get onto a, a subway to get back to his house. And uh, Jacob's twin is just like chasing after him, <laughs> trying to steal his money. And Kramer runs into the blind guy that's playing like the flute or something, the and uh, violin. the violin. <laughs> he ends up being he ends up being a, a undercover cop, and he arrests the uh, he arrests Jacob's twin trying to rob Kramer. After that, they're all at Monk's kind of, it's uh, Elaine, Jerry, and Kramer and Elaine and Jerry are talking about their days and and, uh, Elaine's all like upset because she never made it to the wedding and 
Jerry's talking about like this amazing day he had at Coney Island. Kramer's kind of quiet, and Jerry's like, I, "I, we had this amazing day at Coney Island. And I never even got to get my car out." And Elaine is like, "Whatever. Like, I got stuck on the train. I missed the wedding. All of a sudden, George. All of a sudden, George shows up, and he's he looks like." Um, he looks like he has Julius been Caesar. through the. Yeah, he looks like Julius. He's like wrapped in like a, a sheet, and this delivery guy's like, Hare Krishna! Hare Krishna! Because he. <laughs> he looks like he probably should have been walking into some like um, like church like like a ceremony or something. or something. <laughs> yeah, and uh, George just wants the keys to Jerry's apartment so he could get his, his backup keys and get back home. He's like so annoyed. And uh, they get up to leave and Kramer's got this huge wad of cash and he pays for everybody's meal. And that's how the episode ends. All right, so the episode is the subway and it takes place on the subway. All four characters are going up on the subway to their different events. Kramer's supposed to go pay a bunch of parking tickets and tickets for not having doors and windows and all sorts of weird things. George is going to a job interview and uh, Elaine's going to a lesbian wedding and Jerry's going to Coney Island to get his car. So George is actually, uh, you didn't mention this, but George is going to that job interview and Jerry calls him Biff Loman. He you know, the from a depth of a salesman. So that which carries through a few more episodes. So we'll talk about I that. I thought that later. was Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> no. Uh. <laughs> so did you ever read Death of a Salesman? Yes. Oh, you have read it for real? Yeah. Don't lie. In uh, sophomore year. What's it about? Um I didn't know there'd be qu- there'd be there'd be a quiz. I didn't know I get quiz. Um, he uh, let's see, Death of a Salesman. Let me Google uh, it. <laughs> no, he uh, he he is a door to door salesman, yeah, during uh, one of the wars. I don't know which war it is, um, off the top of my head, yeah, and um. That's pretty much it. And then I okay. passed out. So he's a salesman. And he, does he die? Mm, uh, uh, well, eventually. <laughs> not not during the not during the story. Oh, really? He doesn't die in the story. Not that I remember. It's the death of the salesman because he's like he was a salesman and his career is over. I, I mean, I don't know. Did you did you paid more attention? <laughs> Moving on, I've it. never read it. I don't even. Know. I have oh, no idea re- what it's about. No. I I read it. I, it was in. I I think it was uh, Miss Vizina's class. Oh but yeah. I read it. If I remember, he is the main character in the story. He people are you know it's during a time where people are have nothing, no money, and he's like just going door to door as a salesman. All right. And he tries to um, make his way and become something and support his family. And, but that's, I, I don't know. I didn't read the whole thing because, like, that was the, that whole, held my interest for like five seconds. Yeah. 
<laughs> so basically, you know anyone who's actually read the read first the chapter thing? and you figured out he was a salesman, and that was all. Do you, you know heard. anyone who's actually read the whole thing? I feel like I read a decent amount of, of books, but I learn more about books and like what's in books from Seinfeld than I do from anything else. I'm like, <laughs> oh, Biff Loman? No, oh, he's from Death of a Salesman. Like if I was watching Jeopardy and they were like this character from Death of a Salesman, I'd be like, oh, Biff Loman. But only Did because you, I know it from Seinfeld. Have you ever heard anyone talk about that story? No, only from this. I mean, I've heard of the book, and I don't know if it's because of this episode of Seinfeld or from something else, but yeah. So why the hell do we have to read that story in high school? I don't know. They give you a certain amount of books, and there's always, like, I read of Mice and Men. I know I read that book by Roger right. Steinbeck. That's how, I made it so, as far as the, the cover. So let me ask a question. The teachers are supposed to cover X, Y, and Z, and we're as students, we're supposed to read and go over certain things or whatever. Yeah. Have you ever used any story that you had to read in school, in high school, or whatever, ever? Um, when I watch Jeopardy, I'll remember randomly a, a fun fact from one of the books i read in high school maybe right that's um that's as really? far as i go but i would say i mean i read in college i read animal farm and i most and i recently reread it so and i actually kind of enjoyed the book i remember in college and yeah that, that's, that's interesting that's, that i know that one yeah so i mean it's i don't know it's there's Except certain for... books, but like, why? I don't understand why in America college students are taking classes that like we have to measure. Like, why? If you're not going to go into physics, why does somebody have to take physics? Yeah. If. Yeah, if like, you're... why do you have to? So, why are we dissecting animals? Right. If you're not dissecting go into science. Like, 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 like why do I have biology to, or why do I have to fail chemistry three times? Like, why right. do I have to take like, that class? Like, there should be some general studies where you get a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and then it, every high school student should learn basic like, life skills, maybe? Yes. Like, like balancing uh, a checkbook, understanding taxes. Should they maybe um, have taught, yeah, should they have maybe taught people that like when you get to college and they offer you a credit card to not take it and use it on. Paper. Right. Exactly. So when you show up as an 18 year old, you're not like, Oh, I want a credit card. Yeah. And you're paying off a 29% interest you should credit understand, card until you're 40. Yeah. Right. You should understand like APR and, yeah. and interest rates and stuff like that. Cause you don't get that whatsoever in high school. Yeah. No, you you're don't. fucking reading about Shakespeare <laughs> and it doesn't fucking do anything for you. It clearly, it doesn't stick because we both are like Dick the Third. <laughs> Dick, we're like Dick Lear. <laughs> <laughs> and his fucking horse. Right. <laughs> and his horse face, Jeffrey. Yeah. <laughs> Shakespeare the remix, Dick Lear and his horse face cousin, Jeffrey. 
<laughs> so George uh, gets uh, a car. Well, he gets. He thinks he's getting uh, tied down by some woman, and it's that she steals his money. So when they first get to the hotel room, she tells him to get comfortable. Right. Yep. So in your head, that move. So George, you're in George's position, and the, you know, you think, you know, there's something there, and she says, "Get right. comfortable." George just takes his shoes off. Like, what is your move there? Well, he's comfortable. No you think just your shoes off? Well, you can't say he's not comfortable. That's true. You can't say he's not comfortable. <laughs> um, if I was in that position, I'd be naked. You think butt naked? Yeah, I'd be butt naked. I'd be down in my boxers. You'd be, all right. Because I was going to say, for me, I think uh, shoes would come off, socks, and probably the shirt and tie, and I'd get in a T-shirt. I'd be dressed like I was at Carly's wedding, probably. <laughs> <laughs> nice pair of uh, slacks well, and, what the hell and a t-shirt. She, doing? She, she leaves the room. Yeah. She's, she's already sexy. Yeah. And she's like, get comfortable. So what the hell is she doing? She's going to put on another sexy dress? She puts on that negligee and gets a, yeah. some handcuffs. Right. No, but before but before she does that, she's in that sexy dress. She's like, get comfortable. Yeah. And she leaves. So I'm like, well, what is she gonna what is she, is she gonna put on a coat or is she gonna take the that dress off? Yeah. So I would probably get down to my, my boxers maybe and get comfortable. Yeah. I'd probably right? kick I would probably kick out the 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 talk too because i can't stay yeah yeah the talk was tight i'm anti-talk big time so i would probably pull the yeah there you go so the big question i have in this episode is why the fuck does the guy get naked (laughs) oh god like think about Uh, how disgusting a subway is like why (laughs) is your boy naked on the subway uh i don't know I, I I don't know. You gotta ask Chris Holt. <laughs> what? Didn't he look like a little bit of? Yeah, he, he looked does. like a hefty Chris Holt. A yeah, bit. He does like it. <laughs> it's a cross between Chris Holt and King Kong Bundy's right. uh, hairier cousin. Huge. Like yeah. I don't know. I I mean I don't, he's. The only thing, the only thing that kind of that I thought of was possibly like the guy wanted space, and he was like, "If I get naked right here and I read the paper, nobody's gonna bother me." So I'll just do that. And then Jerry's over there; he's sleeping, falling on the guy's shoulder. (laughs) (laughs) Like, all right. So you mentioned it. So you think Jerry did like three sets? Like how? fucking tired was it jesus christ and he was like up all night with isabel fucking having sex with her i don't even know (laughs) i don't know what got him this this tired yeah he's i don't know right did you ever have that happen to you where you're like on like public transportation like a plane and somebody falls asleep on your shoulder no like a rando i have passed out on public transportation on somebody's shoulder no no i passed out you remember when we were down in uh cancun yeah i fell asleep on the bus and i fucking <laughs> ended up right. at the bus that you don't remember 
<laughs> that was That's how right. it all went down. Yeah. So you I ended up at the bus. I ended up at the bus station, <laughs> and they weren't. They had no more buses going out, and I had to make my way back. <laughs> so I walked fucking forever, and I got picked up by a cab. And the dude was fucking. Um, oh yeah, no problem. I said, "Where are you going?" I said, "It's the hotel over by La Boom." So he brought me all of a all the way back he said it was going to be free of charge and then when we got there he wanted my watch he wanted my sandals he wanted everything remember that <laughs> yeah i do remember that. that's what happened I yeah I remember we went. On the bus. yeah we thought you got arrested so we no, drove around town look, or took buses all around looking for you and i show not up that... to the hotel lobby and you and the freaking cab driver yelling at each other <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I uh, him I and half I, Spanish and you and half uh, half English. Yeah, yeah, I fell asleep. I didn't get naked though. No, you shouldn't. Maybe got naked in the cab. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that guy gets naked. I, I have he's not ashamed of his body. Yeah, I guess, but I mean, do that he at should the beach, be, maybe there's like nude beaches, like. The subway no gets naked. I mean, who gets naked like that? That disgusting ass subway and he's butt naked just sitting there in that seat. Yeah, I know. Make me want to take the subway even less. Right. It's funny how back in the 90s, how graffiti was like so big. Oh, yeah. Like the subways now are like, they're not clean, but they look so much cleaner than they do in like this episode even. Yeah, that's true. So what do you think of the Elaine like voiceover stuff? Do you like that? Uh, I hate it. Yeah. I, I do like, I, I'm not a big fan of like, what's that on my leg? Oh, the... no. I, I, but I, I do I, love I when she's like, yes, we're going. Finally, we're going. And then the lights turn back off and she's like, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I do love yeah. that line. But the rest of the stuff I could do without. I'm not a big fan of that whole voiceover. This, yeah, this I mean, we, we could roll with just probably the Elaine talking originally with the lady, your um, your wife. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just, um, that that lady is a complete toolbox. Yeah, I do like that like, interaction. Yeah, she just sucks, but yeah, but she's yeah. typical New York. Like, yeah. I've been riding the subway for twenty five years, and then I, you know, I, I decided to talk to somebody, and it's the best man at the lesbian wedding. Yeah, like that whole back of that should be. It. I didn't think people ma- I didn't think people got married anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What does right. he do? Oh, she works. Oh, okay. Well, right, right. <laughs> like, it's yeah. That whole thing is weird. Um, that whole that whole thing that that should be the end of Elaine, like, but they they keep going back to yeah, it. Yeah, and there's nothing about. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's like yeah, nothing. Not nothing funny, except for uh, John McNamara's sweaty twin, <laughs> right? With I do like hair. John McNamara's sweaty twin. Did you notice that guy though? Yeah, you, you know. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> he's a little sweaty and. Uh, John McNamara's twin, like all ready to go play tennis. <laughs> Stuck. <laughs> it's him though. I swear yeah. to God. <laughs> I mean, it could be him. He's New York. I mean, I'm pretty sure John yeah. McNamara's from New York. So 
Maybe he's riding the subway to it to the New York's Open. <laughs> yeah, they're like a curly fro. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I love how the um the blind man at the beginning there he's oh, asking yeah. for change I and George. Him. I missed him at the beginning. I didn't yeah. So he's asking for change at the beginning, and they all give him change. And of course, cheap George is like, "I don't carry coins." Yeah. And then at the then George drops the oh that guy's not blind. And then at the end of the episode, it turns out he's not. So George. Yeah, George, George has spot him. Yeah, George <laughs> spotted him. <laughs> yeah, I love I love him though. I yeah, I like that guy. I love he's that guy. yeah he's an awesome character. Just yeah. this whole uh, freeze police. It just yeah. like plays off, and my my apparent twin gets <laughs> yeah gets I mean, arrested. <laughs> the guy that looks absolutely he's like a foot and a half taller than me and uh, <laughs> not bald, but yeah, he looks just like me. <laughs> I just threw it out because he's so funny. He's funny looking. Yeah. All right. So, do you want to move on to the categories? Yeah. All right. So we'll start with up, down, even Steven. Jerry's up. George's. I mean, do we have, do we have to keep going down further every time, every episode? <laughs> He's way down. He shows up at the end. He's just draped in a sheet. <laughs> Has no money, no Eddie, job. Yeah, he missed the job. <laughs> like, He's a mess. Yeah. Uh, Elaine is down and Kramer is extremely up. And Kramer yeah. wins the episode. Yeah. You'll deservedly just jump all the so. way there. Deserved, <laughs> deservedly so. Yeah. He has a gambling problem, but pays off. Yeah. All right. So I completely agree with your, your up downs. Do you have any deep cuts, observations, or nitpicks? Um I love I uh, and we only because when we get to this point we talk about the sports. I love the back and forth about the Mets. Oh yeah, I absolutely uh, love that part. They Coleman, they, Franco, like, they, Frank. Yeah, I love the yeah. that talk about the Mets. Uh, it it's great. Takes me back um, to early '90s Mets. It's pretty cool. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, other than that, I didn't really pick up on anything. What do you All got? Right couple observations i have are kramer's first uh throughout the arc of seinfeld he it's established he has a gambling problem and this yep. is our first uh glimpse into the gambling he, problem he it. yeah yeah i love this is a so when george gets tied up and the lady takes his suit i love how she walks out and george still thinks he has a chance <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, will you call me? Can I call you? Can I call you? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I yeah, love. Uh, I, I love at the beginning of the episode how they mentioned that Larry David got Jerry's car like cleaned and and detailed. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, after yeah. he stole it, he took it to to Coney yeah. Island on a joyride and cleaned it and detailed it for him. So yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um couple other things the uh kramer's subway knowledge which is like goes along oh, with yeah. all his random just kind of knowledge that he has but then elaine says that can you just can't you just uh make it a little bit more uh yeah e easy and just take the b yeah can we <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> yeah. It's like you could take <laughs> this connection, but don't miss this. And she's just like, or you could just take one train. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah you could do that too. <laughs> like, perfect. <laughs> uh, I mentioned the blind man paying off at the end, which I think was yeah. pretty cool. Uh, also, the Biff Loman, we talked a little bit about that. And uh, yeah. that kind of carries yeah. on where George, yeah. George's new nickname is Biff for a few episodes here coming yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. One observation I picked up on, and this is way nerdy of me, is I uh, was watching the Kramer in the um, in the uh, OTB scene when he's at the off-track batting. Yeah. And in the background, there's like graffiti on the wall. So I was like, "What?" it looked like a sentence. I'm like, what does that say? So I paused it for a second. And the, the, <laughs> the graffiti says, Alvin Boy is not a horse. It's a milking stool. What the fuck does that mean? What? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> what? Hell? Alvin Boy is not a horse. It's a milking stool. Unless I misread it. I mean, it's, I I'm pretty sure it's just random that. graffiti in the background, but it was just like the most random thing. So I was like, let me write this down because it's just too weird. But anyways, that's all I have for nitpicks and observations. All right. So let's talk about the side characters. So you have, let me just name a few. You just give me your, uh, just, you know, jump in when you want. So we have mm-hmm. the naked man. We have the ironic lady. We have the uh, people at the OTB. We have George's uh, little uh, potential girlfriend, lady, whatever you want to call her, the scam artist. So do you want to just throw some opinions out there about those? So uh, when we first encounter uh, the guy, Jerry's buddy, the blob or whatever, <laughs> like, I hate him. but Because yeah. it's just so, it's, I don't even what can you possibly say about what he's doing? Yeah. But then the fact that they become friends, I love that. And then yeah. they go enjoy a day at Coney Island, which yeah. is awesome. Um, George's lady that he meets and she's ends up being a thief. I can't stand her. What an asshole. Like, what is she? So that's what she does. That's your life. Yeah. Like, scam people. Fuck you. Yeah, the undercover cop. I love him in every way, shape, and form. He's awesome. Yeah, who else we got? Um, Hare Krishna. <laughs> um, <laughs> that guy is awesome. Yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> he thought he saw Jesus. I think maybe when George comes in. <laughs> I'm about to give you a Hare Krishna upside your head, you little punk. <laughs> Um, the lady that uh, I think I mentioned it earlier, she sucks in every yeah, way. Yeah, the she, ironic lady. She, what's I ironic? Even, yeah, I, she, did she even pass? No, what does grade? ironic mean? Yeah, like she sucks. Why is, why is that lady wearing an Avengers pin? <laughs> what? No, there's she's got this pin on, and it reminds me of the symbol, you know, the Avengers, like Marvel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It reminds me of the Avengers, and I was like, why is, is she wearing a, an Avengers? Is it like a Jewish pin or something? I don't know what it is, but it almost looks like the A with like the circle around it, like the Avengers symbol. So I was like, that's very strange. Looking. Who, I'm who sure am it's I? Mi- some... Who am I missing with the break that I think I 
Yeah, yeah, I think you pretty much covered all the side characters, and uh, and I'm right on the same page with you. I like the naked guy at the beginning. I'm like, why the fuck is he naked? But then he completely redeems himself with the um, with the Mets talk, and then becoming Jerry's friend, which actually leads me to a question about. So Jerry goes to Coney Island, and he's like about the all about the rides. So do you think that kind of fits Jerry's character, or do you think of the four? Because I was thinking about this. I was thinking who. You know, we did, talked about the barbecuing and the stuff. Like, of the side of the main characters, like, Jerry would be the one that would enjoy Coney Island, I think, yep. the most. Uh, Kramer might. It depends on who he goes with. Yeah. Elaine. It depends on who she's dating. And George, no way. And I think Kramer's probably, like, too tall for the rides. Like, he's all bang yeah, his he, he probably, yeah. So I, I think Jerry of the four, though, would definitely be the most oh, atta- loves uh, excited about it. Yeah. yeah. All right. So do we have uh, best line or scene from the episode? Um, I'm not ashamed of my body. So that's the problem. You should like, that's just perfect. <laughs> <laughs> that's just fucking That's so the problem perfect. you should be. <laughs> you should be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing you're not a grapefruit and orange juice guy. No, I like a big breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> I like the, I like the Hare Krishna guy. That guy yeah. cracks me up. I don't know. Every oh. time he's every time it's fucking Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. How about a Hare Krishna <laughs> And I like the um I like George talking about how the the big markets killed his dad yeah <laughs> he's like well, well they hurt him they, they hurt him bad they, they, <laughs> hurt him. they hurt his feelings oh one <laughs> of the lines i forgot to mention and it's kind of a nitpick was the uh when he's it's so fucking weird and creepy in a, in a way but uh george is getting he's tied up and he's like my mom used to walk around in her bra and panties yeah she looked like she looked like hazel and and then people used to make fun of me because my mom looked like hazel they used to say mean things and the lady's like what like what well your mom looks like hazel yeah uglier than hazel like (laughs) but that the nitpick i have on that is uh george's mom is you know obviously revealed later in the show And uh, she's not a big woman, but so that's the one, like, it's a small nitpick and obviously they hadn't casted his mom yet, but the, that right. little uh, kind of, unless she, you know, lost a lot of weight. So, so maybe that did happen. Uh, which character won the episode? I think you already said it. Kramer, right? Yeah. Kramer. Kramer. Yeah. I think he, he's hilarious in the episode. His physical comedy when he's pretending to ride the horse is awesome. Yeah, and then of course, and then the in and out of the subway that move, and then his whole we yep. never didn't talk, we didn't even talk about it either when he goes to take the seat on the yep. subway, yeah, and yep. everybody sits before him and he's just kind of like can't get into the seat. It's so well, it's amazing his physical comedy there, and obviously yep. he wins because he wins all that money too, and he even puts right. the bill at the end, yeah, yep. generously. So which of these two episodes won the face off? Um, I like the red dot. Yeah, I was gonna say that too. I'm a. I really uh, the red dot. I think is our first um, Christmas episode. 
or holiday season episode. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, um, the first episode since the Chinese restaurant that I'm I've tinkered in my head with like replacing. Yeah. I love I'm not, the I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Because it's not it's not at that that level completely, but it's up there. Do you think because... these um do you think these two com- combined are better than our best combination so far? Um, it's up there. I don't. Yeah, know I think it's up I... there, but I still wouldn't say. I, honestly, I love the red dot. The subway, I don't really love. I think. I mean, it, I love every episode of Seinfeld except for one. We haven't gotten there yet, and um, but I don't. It's not one of my favorite. But the red dots up there. Um, yeah. No, I like the subway. I like yeah. it. It's solid, um, but it's not. I don't know. So the red dots way up there. Um, it was uh, giving me the feels about maybe knocking off the Chinese restaurant a little bit, but uh, we're not there yet. All right, all right. So with that one on the show, tune in to Side Bros next time and find out where George's girlfriend is playing piano, and how long has Elaine had to fast for before taking her ulcer test. See ya. I'm in the city.